Hello everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. We have a special guest, special guest, special guest. What's your name, special guest? My name is Craig White. And we all knew that because we told them last week. <laughs> <laughs> joke. Such a funny joke, Ferry. I know. I'm really, really funny. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Craig is here today. Mm-hmm. We're very excited about it. Um, and he's also, if yous are good, he's going to play you some music too. Yeah. So... Only if you are good. Only if you're good. <laughs> so be well behaved. And we know if you're good. We have our ways. Spies everywhere. Mm. Listening. Birds listening everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Network of birds. Network of spies. Telling us secrets. Yep. Yeah. That's us. Yep. That's how we roll. That young folk. It's the radio. only way we get all of the information that we need. How else yep. would any how else would we know what to do ever? Some people listen to the news, not us. <laughs> News. Uh, I'm <laughs> the same as well. I haven't watched it. Just no. bombs your day. It does. Yeah. yeah. It totally does. Especially when you go through all like the breaking news. Like I usually go and watch the news on YouTube, and it'll always be the breaking news segments that come up first, and they're always like the quite depressing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That after a while you just go, oh, I mean, I could keep listening, but it's all kind of the same, and <laughs> don't really know what to do with this information now. <laughs> I know. My phone up updated itself, right? So now every time i go on my phone i get the headlines mm-hmm. and it's like i can scroll through them mm-hmm. and i think i might be coming addicted to news to just scrolling through the news or do you actually read the well, news? well some of them i read it's got a catchy <laughs> title there's what, lots what of percentage <laughs> well there's lots of sports stuff i skip that What's anything it? to do with like theresa may can't be bothered skip that it's funny you say sports well because see i'm into the ufc big time all right so yeah yeah what normally happens is that you know I don't have the energy to stay awake until five o'clock in the morning to like stay up and watch it. So yeah. what I'll do, I'll get up, set myself a nice little alarm about half past four, maybe sleep in about half five, go, it's okay, it's on catch up. I'll look at my phone and it says breaking news, Conor McGregor wins. And like, <laughs> oh, no. Weekend, uh. I'm ruined. Do you even watch the match after that? The game, Insta- not the game. <laughs> just go on Instagram, watch the 30 second highlights, which uh, is normally Yeah. That's what so you get for getting up that early in the morning. Well, <laughs> Karma. Go to, go to bed at 10 o'clock, get your pals around, get a little lie down and wake yeah. up and it's, you ruin it. Really. Oh, You're banned from the it's next like two someone fights. telling you the the ending to a twist in a movie. Oh, I'm that person as well. Like, see Game no. of Thrones, for example. I was I was li- I was late to the party for Game of Thrones. Yeah. I've never seen it. Never well, seen it. Well, Hands up. Well, maybe just, okay. well, maybe just no leave spoilers, it at that. No spoilers, guys. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's all right. You can I, t- well, I'm not going to watch it. I said the words Sean Bean. Oh, okay. <laughs> and everyone was like raging at us because obviously Sean Bean dies and literally everything yeah, does. Yeah. So I was like, oh, guys, like, I thought it was class. I brought in Sean Bean. And then yep. I was like, guys, Sean Bean. And I was banished. Like, <laughs> I was working in a, in a grad program at the time and there was like 15 of us all sitting having lunch yeah. and I was banished for like two weeks after that. That was that. So out, out the club. Yeah. We were discussing it with uh, my boyfriend and his parents when we were visiting last. And I think. He was trying to describe why it's so frustrating to have something spoiled. And he used what he thought would be an example that was universally known, which was from Harry Potter. Because, come on, like at this point, everyone knows what happens in the story arc. So he said, oh, it would be like saying Dumbledore dies in Harry Potter. And his mum was like, Liam, I'm in the middle of reading those books. (laughs) And we were like, what? How could we possibly know that? (laughs) Time has passed. I actually got Harry Potter in for me. I'm not even joking. So someone said, oh, you know, how how sad is that with Severus Snape? You know, and he actually is a good good guy after all. He loved Harry's mum. And I was like, yeah, what? Okay. (laughs) What? Oh. (laughs) It's so devastating, but there should be there should be a universally acknowledged time period after which you can mention stuff without fear of spoilers. Well, yeah, if somebody not, hasn't seen it or read it before it's that their point, their own fault that they haven't caught yeah. up. You know, like a two year period, maybe. I don't yeah, know. not breaking news updates on your phone, no. No, no. Not. don't. You like can't them. turn it off. Like Google's smart. Like, yeah, I use, I use an Android, and like you can't turn that. No, off. exactly. And Google's I never had this. Before. You can't turn it off. No, no. It, just, it like, just comes up, so you you don't get a lock screen. Instead, you just get loads of like boxes. Oh, is, is it like a like a not an app, but like a widget it's running? A widget. Yeah, you can't, you can't disable it. It's on. Like, oh, I think it's, it's called Bixby or something like that. Bixby. Yes, you can't, you can't turn I've it got off. the same oh, one. Because I had a similar one, but I could um, just disengage, like oh, no. disable the thing. And, and now that me? side of my phone just doesn't work. <laughs> I scroll across. What annoys me about this particular 
I'm sure there's other ones out there that give you breaking news, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't even look nice. It's just like boxes with no background, loads of writing in them. Mm-hmm. And I think, why why am I becoming addicted to this? <laughs> of all things. It makes you feel like you're informed, right? Yeah, it makes me feel really, really clever. Apart from the fact that I only read like half a headline and skip it. So I know that something's happening with Amber someone. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So you can she got start- fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a starting point. No, she resigned. Oh. She has something to do with Theresa May. I said, I don't deal with that. So you can start half of the conversation yes. by quoting half of a fact and hoping yeah. that someone else jumps in to that's fill the rest how of I, it for That's just you. how I live my life. It's better um, because then you can remember twice as many things if you only have to remember half, right? You're so right. You're you right. can have twice as many conversation starters. Twice as many conversations. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and if, wants- you, if you ever don't know what you're saying, just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. We get students at the buses a lot of the time and they go, oh, I've heard that Scotland's dealing with this right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. (laughs) Would you like to get on the bus now, please? (laughs) Because I don't know what you're talking about. It's funny when people say, like, a country is dealing with something. Mm. It's such a generalisation. Scotland is dealing with a snowstorm. It's like, well, (laughs) some people in Scotland are dealing with a snowstorm. (laughs) I don't know whether the country (laughs) as a thing is what, yeah. what's it doing to deal with it? I, it's just strange to me. Strange generalisation. See, when I was getting these things coming through saying, like, Scotland is dealing with the beast in the east. And I had this image of, like, us just fighting Godzilla or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagined Godzilla it like a snow monster. <laughs> a big yeti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stomping yeah. all over Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> Covered in the white. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we should... I feel like we've gone off on one, again, massive tangent. As we do. There's nothing wrong with it that. seems to be. We should that is the theme of our show. And just yeah. run with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we might play a song. Yes. Let's start with song. Let's do uh, a song. Ease us all into it. And then more exciting questions when we come back. Yes. Questions. Well, we haven't asked any questions. No. Really. We've just been chatting away. But we're going to get to the nitty gritty. Uh-huh. Nitty gritty. All the nitty details. Nitty gritty. Okay. Okay. We will be back. It's enough <laughs> of the voices. Start with the muzak. <laughs> <laughs>
How was that? A fun? A yep. fun? A fun? Well, that's not really something that you say. <laughs> <laughs> Did I catch you off guard? Yep. Totally in the middle of a half formed thought. One of your half formed headlines has seeped <laughs> into my brain. <laughs> And it's affecting the way that I speak now. Yes. That's so what thanks, I do. Barry. <laughs> um, that was who? Attic Lights. Mm-hmm. Attic Lights. They are from Glasgow. I think they're from Glasgow. They're definitely from Scotland. <laughs> I don't okay. want to say with 100% certainty. It's pretty funky. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. It's, it's good, good, isn't it? Upbeat. Yeah. It's going with the summary vibe that we have going on here. Definitely. So, for those of you who can't experience the grandeur, um, the studio here is on the 14th floor of a building. It's fantastic. And the sun is out, which is pretty rare. Yeah. For this time of evening and for Glasgow. Yeah. At both. And I just love that it's light. Like, I love the changing of the seasons. I love when it starts getting light and I love when it starts getting dark. Mm-hmm. I love it. Or when it when it gets the longer in yeah. the evening when you can go to bed. at. Well, so it's messing me up. I like it and I don't because I like being able to be sitting in the sun in the living room for you know the last part of the day yes rather than getting home and it being dark immediately but i think it messes up my body clock because it gets dark and i think oh now i'll settle into the i'll start settling into the evening and it's already 10 o'clock i think i'm so (laughs) i'm an early bird always have been right and because it's light in the morning it's like nature's telling me i'm allowed to get up early so when do you get up like, I've been waking up about six o'clock. I won't get up oh my then. Gosh. I was going to say the same thing happened yesterday. So I, I was shattered. I had a really busy week. Mm. I was, well, tell you, I came back from holiday, nearly that way, ease yourself back in, mm-hmm. do a few gigs, have a few nights out. And I was chilling Saturday night, get back in, got a nice, what I thought was a long lie in. Mm-hmm. Uh, woke up at six o'clock Sunday morning, was like, oh, up and away, get the cornflakes out, came through. <laughs> Because I've got I've, I've got blackout blinds, but it was my, my right. flat in the, the sunny south side is our sun trap. Mm-hmm. So I woke up, I was like, oh god, it's like, it is just now, it was great. And I went through and I thought my clock was broken. It was six o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? It's <laughs> like, crazy. But it, it does play for you, though. Yeah. You can't sleep. I think it's like a, when the sun comes out, especially if you, you toss and turn, yeah. your body just tells you it's, it's horrendous. So it's, and then you hear yeah. the birds and everything. And yeah, like, and you think, oh, well, they're up. So. And you feel like <laughs> Snow White. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not not quite first thing on a Sunday no. morning, six o'clock, no. That's not, me. Uh, that's you, oh, you're, you're far more, far more morning. That's your I, Disney yeah. version of life. <laughs> you well, play that one out. My rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> They're on. I do wake up in a panic a bit because I think that my alarm hasn't gone off because it's so sunny yeah, already yeah. at 7am. And I'm just, I wake up in a panic. I'm like, oh my God, I've slept in. What's happening? Ah. And I look, I'm like, oh, it's like 6.30. I still have oh, half an cool. hour. <laughs> Go back to bed. Cool. That's the best feeling. Yeah, and you wake up and you think you've got to get up and you've got another full hour of sleep. My flatmate, right? It's <laughs> a great story. Um, I used to live in Deniston, a flat in Deniston with this girl, right? And one day she got up. She did it quite a lot where she'd get up and think she was late and like then look at her alarm and be like, oh, I'm not late. So this morning she got up. She's like, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. She's in the shower, right? She's in the shower. She gets dressed. She leaves. And then she's halfway to college when she checks the time. What? And she's like, because I think she was walking to college and she realized it's pitch black. And she checks the time and it's four o'clock in the morning. What? <laughs> and she didn't realize when she walked <laughs> she out of the house didn't that even it's blank and there's no it, people? It took her like 15 minute walk in before she realized. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, hang on a minute. Something's not right. Is that the pre-coffee haze? I don't know. Pre-coffee. That has to oh, be. That's insane. That's funny though. Yeah. I've never let it get that far. <laughs> never. I would hope not. That's it's funny. a little bit like a crazy person. Well, well. If you, about if that you started better. getting up at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning and fully dressing yourself, walking for 20 minutes before you uh-huh. realized, yeah. I'd be worried about you. Yeah. I'd be worried about you. I would. No, she's great. <laughs> she's fine. She lives in Edinburgh now. Are you listening, Cara? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I told your story on Name the radio. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> about that, but it was really, really funny. Yeah, at the time we Wait, had. Did lots she laugh of... at the time though, or was no, it more no. like a? I think she was like anger, frustration, yeah. laugh later. But she laughed when she told me when I woke up at normal time. Oh, that morning. Yes. Oh, later well, that morning. That's not too bad then. Um, no, we had lots of funny stories in that flat. 
Oh yeah. We had a big Halloween party. That it was one of those parties that escalates out of control and there's like 200 people in your flat and <laughs> I didn't know who most of them were. And then I don't know what happened. Oh, the neighbor came to the door because it was a Monday night. And he was like, <laughs> and we never talked to any of our neighbors. And he's like, oh, can you turn it down? Blah, blah, blah. And Cara answered it. She's like, I'm so sorry. So sorry. I'll, yeah, of course. So then she thought it was a good idea to put her phone number on the door, right? On a little note saying, any problems, just give me a ring. Okay. And we'll chuck everyone out, right? Yeah, seems reasonable. Next day, we're sitting in college. We went to college together. And I got a tap on the shoulder. She was really hungover and really confused. And I got a tap on the shoulder. She's like, Vani, I've got to go. I've got to go. And I was like, what, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I've, 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 I've got to go buy apples. And I was like, what? What? And somebody had texted her, right? And said that they were the woman across the hall from us. And apparently they had a baby. And the baby had been up all night and she needed to get apples. So she she needed Cara to go and get her apples and leave well, them outside the door. Just do her a chore. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't the woman with the fake baby in the flat across the road. It was some randomer from the party that just took the number off the door. And pretended to be the neighbour. Yeah. So I was like, Cara, don't be ridiculous. It's not the neighbour. I got home. So she left early. When I got home, there was a wee bag of apples sitting outside this person's door. Oh, God. <laughs> still don't know who that was. You but still don't know who it was. Great prank. But it definitely... How do you know it wasn't the woman? Well, because the, the apples sat there for about two weeks. Oh. No one opened the door and saw I the apples? I don't know. Maybe they thought, oh, I'm not touching those apples. They're poison. They probably sure. thought we'd put the we'd put the apples there as some sort of Halloween joke. I don't you'd, know. You'd um, injected them oh, with like know. vodka, and they were hazardous. But and so therefore, no one would go near them. Maybe yeah. they stunk of alcohol. I don't know. But that if you ever get a randomer's phone number, that's a good one to try. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I deal, I deal with that. that was good. I had a friend who tried. Um, they found someone's phone number on a party invitation that was just uh-huh. like on the ground. And so they texted being like, oh, hey, looking forward to the party. What should I bring? <laughs> like just pretending that they were someone else. <laughs> and then the guy wrote back and was like, uh, yeah, like just bring maybe some maybe some drink or some ice or something like that. Uh, oh, by the way, who are you? <laughs> like, Oh, just a friend of John's. Like just pick like the most common <laughs> names in the most common situation. And only after yeah, a couple of back and forth did they realise that this person Actually, was just completely random. Yeah. See, you guys are far too nice to your pranks. The one that we used to do and it's horrendous. It was not horrendous, but it was quite a shame, my pal. My pal who I mean anonymous, one of my okay. childhood friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really Call them out, call them out. No, it's okay. <laughs> he's so sorry, Cara, so sorry. He's got a very, very, very short temper in terms of like he used to play a lot of computer games and like you know those ones you can't leave it because it's like mm. why like warcraft or what something like that mm-hmm. anyway yeah we kept calling them and calling them and calling them yeah and to the point you just stop answering our calls <laughs> so me and Mel we thought right okay we can't get them so what we did we called the local taxi company and said hello we're here for and we gave a fake false name and says um, well we're wondering if we could take our grandmother to the, do- the doctors on our behalf you're going to have to go up to the door and just keep knocking the door because she's hard of hearing. <laughs> so, our mate is sitting there fizzing if we you know, were calling. And he went to the door and he started screaming at us like, before he opened the door. And there's a taxi driver just sitting there going, hello, I'm here for like, oh, Missy's no. on you and all that. And, he's, oh, and, no. this, and we, were, we were like hiding behind the wall, like, across, like yeah. two streets away, watching this guy <laughs> abuse to my pal. And they paid for a taxi cancellation. <laughs> Oh, that oh, is a no. good one. That is a good that one. Poor taxi driver. <laughs> you'll, you'll get blacklisted, but Uber's here now. So yeah, like, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that poor taxi driver coming up to the door and the guy just starts oh, shouting but at him. The fact was like you said, you had to keep knocking it because you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's she's hard of hearing, so he's sitting there banging this door for about thirty seconds. I hate when people come to your door, though, and knock aggressively as if you've done something wrong. Bye. Like, I had a mailman come and knock on... So we're on the top floor, so you have to be able to get buzzed into the building to be able to get up to our door. And he was banging on our door. And I opened the door and I was like, oh, what's going on? This <laughs> seems very, like, important. And he just kind of went, oh, I've been buzzing. I've been buzzing downstairs for hours. Like, hours. You, yeah, he said hours. Obviously, he'd only been down there for like a minute. <laughs> I hinted out, that. and I was like, "I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't hear it. I mean, it must have. You must have not been buzzing our flat." 
And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, next time open the door when I buzz it. And then just like walked down the stairs. I was like, what What are you hoping to get out of that? Obviously, I'm not going to be nice to you ever. So, and what can I do about it? I just (laughs) don't get it. Like, he's just made his own job a bit harder, a bit sadder. (sighs) Right. Postman. I think we should talk about (laughs) Craig White's music. I think we should too. Um, this is supposed to be an interview. Okay, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the chat. Though, as okay, well, so it's all right. Yeah. Okay, that's we, fine. We'll combine. <laughs> so because it is a fusion radio. Fusion radio. So we are fusion. I like fusion, what you've done. Fusioning, fusing, fusing, fusion to the max of interview and chat. chat. That's how we do it here. Yeah. So very. Over to me. What questions do you have? I've got some very vague questions that can turn into chat mm-hmm. because I like chat. Right, so I thought I'd start <laughs> off with, what's your inspiration what's, musically? In terms of who are my inspirations or what got me into music? You can take the question however you like. Well, <laughs> I hadn't touched so much as an instrument in my life for the first maybe like eight, nine years of my life. Okay. And I remember one day when, you know those in primary school, I don't know if yourself can believe you had them in Australia, but... Or Berlin, maybe where mm. I don't know they had a cool catch up in that, but <laughs> used to sit round and used to sing all these songs like Kumbaya. And I loved Kumbaya. Had, and people, but the thing was, oh, <laughs> still do. Would, they would try to get you to sign up to all these instruments, so every week there'd be these instruments, and I just didn't like violins. I thought they sounded horrendous. Yeah, yeah. they are a bit day, squeaky. Oh, I, I could tell you many a story about a violin lesson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, the cello came out, and there was a cello teacher, oh. and I remember she started playing Jaws, and I thought that thing sounds badass. Mm. So I thought, right, okay, and not in front of my friends because I thought doing a musical instrument when you're just playing football and playing British Bulldogs and stuff was like, that's the coolest thing you could do. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I snuck away and I started playing cello. It caught on and I got myself to go into orchestras and stuff as well. And I quite liked the idea of playing music and I remember asking my mum for a gu- acoustic guitar for my, I think it was like my 10th birthday or something uh-huh. like that. Mm-hmm. And I got it and I tried to pick it up and I went, no, it's not for me. <laughs> didn't like it. And it sat in my bedroom, covered in dust for about two years. And then what happened was, I think it was like Blink-92 or... Uh, yeah. I think it was way before American Idiot, but I think it was that. No, it was Nirvana's Nevermind. That's one of my favourite bands. Mm. I remember Love Nirvana, hearing yeah. Nevermind for the first time. Mm. And it was actually my stepmum that had it on like a cassette. And where I was at my dad's at the time. A cassette? It was a cassette. Ooh, it was like, it was retro. Like a pirate, imagine a pirate copy of a cassette. <laughs> yeah. So someone had obviously went, went, I'll make you a copy. And we had it on the kitchen. And gone and sat uh, with it while it recorded over yeah. onto another cassette. <laughs> before that, I'd only ever been to like the singing kettle or like steps or something yeah. like that. They, you know, I hadn't really been to gigs. I remember uh-huh. hearing that. And it's quite a cliche thing of how you got into music. I remember thinking that's how I want to do that. Yeah. So I got guitar lessons. My mum, as you know, a Strath, fellow Strathclyde student. Oh, yeah. Who was in my mum's mm-hmm. class came. He was pretty cool. You know, he was maybe about 10 years older than me, but a good maybe 20 years younger than my mum. So he was kind of cool. You know, I yeah. could, like, he taught, taught me what I wanted to play. So he taught me all Nirvana and Green Day and Blink-Me Too. That's good. And that's then good. it kind of kicked off from there. So... Nirvana, that's intelligent inspirations, that's what made me pick up the guitar in the right, first place. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And for about five or six years after that, my high school friends and my myself got together and we tried to be the next Nirvana. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? Do, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. Um, the band was called Mellifluous. Take as well. <laughs> it means sweet sound of music. We found in a dictionary exercise Ooh, in English. Uh-huh. We thought it was fate. And do you know what? We played for about eight years and we actually played in the, vert- the Vertical. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. The uh, it was supporting, now don't you remember Scrubs? Yes. TV show Scrubs? Yep. Yes. You know Ted's band, the acapella band? Uh-huh. We got, we got a chance to support, yes. Yeah, so we're like this no like, alt-rock grunge band and we supported an acapella barbershop comedy quartet. <laughs> really? But do you know what? It was <laughs> Amazing. Like, you know, the Strafford Union, you know, the Vertigo has got about four or five hundred people capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was packed and it was just great. And, you know, the combination of, you know, eight, nine years, people do change and you go off your own way, so... Mm. Around then, I've been starting to listen to newer folk like um, Newton Faulkner and love him. Damien Rice, love him. All, all these guys that I hadn't oh. really listened to before. Mm-hmm. Then I started getting into even more sort of niche like Elliot Smith, yeah, uh, and a few other guys who I'm actually quite good pals. And they got in the um, 
his name's Benjamin Francis Lethwich, if you've not heard him. I love him. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's a, he's a can mate. I be friends with him, too? He's, he's, a, he's a mate of mine. So Seriously? Yeah, well, well, I can get you. Next time he's in Glasgow, and need to get some pictures. Yes. Yes. There you go. He's, yes. He's a, in fact, I was good. I, I cover his You'll career, like him. actually. Please do. So I was going to do that. So. I'll try not to For sing those along. who can't see Barry's face is just, like, the epitome of excitement oh right now. So... <laughs> Aspiration number two uh-huh. was the fact that I've listed all these guys, but I remember seeing Benjamin Francis Lethwich at the Archies, and when I, in my tenure here at Strathclyde Fusion, uh-huh. I managed to get the guest list to go and see a band. Well, it's a singer from a band, one of my personal all time favorite bands, Nine Black Outs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was him and his now wife were in a band called the Sorry Kisses, and this guy was the main. Benjamin Francis Lethwich was the main act, and mm-hmm. this guy. I, uh, this guy exactly. But <laughs> I stayed, and you know that way when these guys are just coming fresh through the, the touring circuit, mm-hmm. it's maybe yeah. like 20, 30 folk, and this guy changed the way I thought of music like that. And I really? Remember, yeah, well, to the point that I, I never thought about picking up an acoustic and just writing songs acoustically. I always wanted to, when one band finished, I jumped from bands to bands, and they, for the full-time jobs and being a bit older and all that as well, it's harder to yeah. commit to it. Mm-hmm. So I saw him, and I bought his EPs, and I just fell in love with his style of music. So yeah. that's how I became into that sort of style of playing and I taught myself that a new way of finger picking and style of playing as well so I changed overnight from playing uh, <laughs> it's alt rock grunge deafening out to the point in the Strathclyde Telegraph newspaper we did the review and they interviewed um, Sam Lloyd i.e. Ted from Scrubs oh right right okay and yeah. they actually highlighted the point that they couldn't hear the interviewer speak because of the screeching and well of our distortion guitars like, <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah take that as a compliment uh, yeah it's class but yeah I went from one extreme to the next and since then that's been about six years that mm-hmm. I've been doing this and um, I've, I'm not, I'm not going to lie you know I mean the, I don't believe that um, I'm a Freddie Mercury but since I first started off I wasn't a singer yeah. so it got me a chance to go to open mics and really just throw myself in front of um, people that I hadn't sung before I did a bit of backing mm-hmm. but I always hid behind the fact I was a guitarist first and foremost yeah. mm-hmm. but um, no and it just came into an element of being comfortable doing that so it's amazing that you knew Benjamin Francis. So you can understand exactly what I'm saying. So yeah, no. And then from going on from that, I started teaching myself new types of playing. There's um, John Martin. I don't know if you know John Martin. He's a don't know him. No. He was around kind of the same times like Jay Rafferty. And okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, I've got a good a good friend of mine, Mick Hargan, who if anyone's listening who wants to do open night nights or gig nights, he's one of like Glasgow's great promoters. He's mm-hmm. he takes kids on and it's great. Like it's all all ages song nights. So. He got us down in places at the Cliffa, which I hadn't played oh, before. Yeah. And then, of course, been a big um, John Martin fan and Jerry Rafferty fan. This mm-hmm. is where Billy Connolly and these guys used to all meet and play in the yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. So I played places like King Tuts, and we actually got a chance before, um, all the way before Ted's band, we got support of Ting Tings before they got famous. At, really? Uh, yeah. That's cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> so I hadn't pl- had a chance to play in these other side of venues, like the mm-hmm. folk sort of scene. Yeah. And... Um, Again, thanks to all these great guys, there's, you can go, come down and do, I'm not trying to promote my own shows, I'm trying no. to promote if anyone's stuck for things to do in Glasgow, students yeah. yep. should get down to like, the Cliffa, it's a great pub and just, mm-hmm. just off um, the Clyde Tunnel, at the, uh, the big new hostel called the Amethyst, Yeah. and mm-hmm. there's folk there, there's, there's this, a kid there, his name's Connor Fife. He's he went viral on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. him and another girl, um, Robin Ashcroft, who plays it too, they're 11 and 10 years old. Right. Wow! Wow! So, okay. And these guys, they I think they're they're just fantastic. You know, at that age, they're standing up and they're playing to all these hundreds of people. Wow! And yeah. You know, their parents are so supportive and they're mm. down there, but they do gigs all throughout the weeks and the, to the point where they've they've got like a hundred thousand hits in one of their songs. They covered of uh, Jerry. Simmons I saw it on the train. Yeah, the train. Yeah. The train uh, means. Yeah. I thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah. them, but I don't know uh, what they're in case yeah. I was wrong. But this is the thing. So. You, you don't realise, especially Glasgow, it's a musical city. You go mm-hmm. up Sucky Hall Street, and I was doing that today, I did a walk, and you've got Box, Open Mic Night on Tuesdays, yeah. and it's like Faverson singer. I didn't know this. And yeah. this is, I love Faverson. Yeah. He does that, and then next door, then Nice and Sleazy is one of my favourite venues to play of all time, and there's the Open Mic Night there, which yeah. mm-hmm. I read, and Alex Smith played there when he was alive before. Uh, really? When he was coming up, yeah, it was okay. pretty cool. But then I encourage it, you know, like, and the amount of folk that come along and I see that they pick up guitars because of that, but, mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it sounds corny as well, but I think other people that you sit in and you, 
you watch play gigs and stuff it inspi- inspires you to do it as well yeah and yeah. to the point as well I didn't. I just started gigging again mainly because I, I showed you here I, I went out to get guitar strings and I came back with a nice Gibson guitar which I got from <laughs> it, and that's forced me to do it but, yeah uh, so much so you know I've, I've got back the drummer in the question who I, I used to play in the old rock grunge bands with uh-huh. um, Stephen is one of my oldest and dearest friends we've actually now set up a new band with my brother and his uh, sister uh, so there's no band politics because we're all pals we yeah. all know each other mm-hmm. and we've just finished recording a few songs well a, a song sorry last mm-hmm. week which we're trying to put as a first single as well so nice. out of nowhere yeah I, I that's cool I did nothing for, for about three years mm-hmm. after leaving Unave Music to being in a band and doing these regular gigs since I'm getting a chance to sit and watch other musicians that otherwise I've probably only seen on YouTube yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's class so it's it's really really good so I think that's a long-winded answer to No, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do a bit of singing here and there, but I've always wanted to be able to play the guitar because I think if I could play the guitar or anything, I wouldn't have to rely on anyone else. Mm. I feel like I'm always like, I need to partner up with someone or I need backing tracks. It's certainly tracks much or, more independent. But then yeah. I also do think, like, I can play piano and sing, mm-hmm. but I can't do them together because I freak out about whichever one I'm not thinking about. So if I'm just like concentrating <laughs> on the singing uh-huh. and I'll be plodding along and then suddenly my brain will go, wait, what's next? And then everything just kind of halts because my, I can keep singing and I'm like, ah, <laughs> and then you start like missing the keys and then everything just crashes. It's like your whole self-confidence just goes plummeting Aww. and you're like, no, I'm not doing it. The best advice that I was always taught about that as well is it's like driving a car. Mm-hmm. See if you actually had to think about checking your mirrors. Uh, yeah. Indicate, drive out, you would stall or you crash. Yeah. You just do it. Yeah. If you just tell your brain, your brain to just enjoy it, you'll do it. You follow instinct rather than you thinking. Instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that applies to most situations. Yeah. <laughs> Probably overthinking is not, <laughs> not always the kids. best way out. No. No. <laughs> um, we should start a band, Kim. And we yeah, could go we to should. these open mic nights. Yeah. And then yeah. we could interview would... ourselves. <laughs> The young, ultimate. Young, young folk. That's a good band name. Young folk. Yeah. There well, there's already one. a band there's called Young Folk. The, the oh, Young Folk. The Young Folk. An Australian band. The Young Folks. Yeah, we yeah. could be with an S. Yeah. And the young S could be in a capital. Revisited. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> that sounds like one of those weird like video games. It does a little bit. It also sounds like we're just kind of trying to pick a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to start off in the music world with some drama. I mean, make a splash. Yeah. I mean, it's going to come at some point, so it might as well be at the start. Mm. Anyway, Craig, you are releasing an album very soon. I am. Tell us about that. I'm excited. Yes. So, again, as I said, I took a a few years out of um, just not gigging. Just didn't, your honest answer, didn't have the time just with Mm. work. But what I was doing was just writing, writing, writing. And four years, three, four years, a lot lot of good and a lot of bad happens in your life. And... uh, a wee way of kind of dealing goods and bads was just cut it, like sit in my room record a few demos just let it sit there and uh, it just kind of it's sounded nice and pretty but I thought okay it'll just stay in the hard drive and mm-hmm. we'll do that but again between a combination of buying the guitar and a few years before that I got my own my first old like house uh, flat mm-hmm. and I had a, I've now got a spare room I decided to pimp mm-hmm. it out and put a the only thing logically in it when my, my good friend moved out was put a music desk in there yeah. and pimp it up. So uh, I always had the idea of doing it myself because with the band, me and my friends that are doing it now, you've got four-way split costs, but you don't have the same luxury of going into a studio and doing it yourself. So yeah, again, just through kind of having a hobby and a pastime of trying to learn about music recording, productions and different ways of getting things, I decided to invest a little bit. And I brought out some old songs, but I brought mm-hmm. out some new songs that have been jammed away as well, thanks to these open mic nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I decided to pen together 14 songs out of about 20 that I thought sounded quite good. And I thought off the back of it, I've not put in a show in a while for myself, my, my own mm-hmm. um, sort of organisation. And as a project manager, my day-to-day is something that I should probably do at some mm-hmm. point in yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, and I decided just to go ahead and do it because I thought as well, it's a nice way to just kind of, if you don't, get a chance to do it properly just get them out there and let folk yeah. hear it and mm-hmm. I'm quite believe it or not it's I'm, I was quite shy modest about the songs as well when just or my family or friends or my girlfriend will tell you I don't like playing one to one or like listening mm-hmm. to myself on a high on a I say hi-fi through speakers and own songs <laughs> yep. yeah yeah um, but I'm, I've got better at that and I, I just think it's the time that before things get too and 
engrossed in, you know, over the next few years. Yeah. Jobs mm-hmm. and maybe try to settle down. And yeah. Well. It's uh, a nice time to do it. And I thought the, the contacts I've got just now for getting on support acts and stuff as well, there's some great guys and a, a great band actually. I do an acoustic set uh, called Who's Olivia, which I would recommend checking oh, out. Okay. I've mm-hmm. just started, like, they, they approached me to come, come to the bill as a support act. But they're absolutely fantastic to the point I'm actually concerned that they're going to blow the <laughs> off before I even get on stage. But no, so that's that's why the album came about, and I thought, why not? It's a, it's a good time to do it, and yeah, definitely bit, bit of momentum behind us and that as well. So it's 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 good, it's exciting, and I'm quite happy if they've, they've sounded because it's all well, well playing your songs in just like your living room or in a open mic night. But when you yeah. get a chance to mm. record it all and make it sound yeah. sexy, it's it's cool and it's yours it's mine as well man. it's all yours but it's tough that though, must having, feel good well this is the thing so it's nice when sh- you guys were like, when you guys get approaches you're mm-hmm. the first people that actually sent the songs to oh, like, the, really? the couple okay because it was so hot off the press but it's one person doing it yourself you don't have that other person sitting there like a drummer or a bassist or a singer or anyone else going i changed that but I changed yeah that. having a second opinion so that's you why there's a, f- a few songs which my friends have heard for eight nine ten years playing mm-hmm. but i've totally revisited them because i'm going right i have played them but i like them mm. yeah but i'm gonna you, the influences that i like elliot smith like if, if you like elliot smith mm-hmm. it would just it just sounds like an elliot smith song uh, record some of these yeah songs mm-hmm. i've done like guys i tried to test myself with harmonies mm-hmm. and there's one thing that I've, I've never really pushed for too much is to try and go all out with vocals mm-hmm. but i was quite pleasant surprise and there wasn't there's there wasn't in fact there's no auto-tune done there's a lot of takes but the final ah. polished product uh, was well done. it sounded all right, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's something I, I I used to think they sounded nice enough to keep as just like little keepsakes for myself. But mm-hmm. I was quite happy with how they sounded, and I thought, do you know what? Why not? I've been I spent time and money getting the studio set up and so well and mm. yeah. just getting it all out there. So it's it's exciting. I'm I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So are we. Yeah, we're <laughs> very, very excited. excited. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be going along to the launch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perks of the radio. That's it. That's what that is. Look out my fellow fusioners. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, would you like to play a song for us? Yes, I would. Hooray! Because I would like to hear a song. I would definitely like to hear a song. I think that is an obvious answer. And uh, you don't like to hear a song, too. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear a song. It sounds excitingly good. It does. Okay, just we'll just... With a strum. We'll just let you... Let you go for it. Yeah. There you go. So this is the first one I'll do. I'll do a kind of a kind of melly one to get you into it. And it's a wee happy one. It's called Snow, even though it's sunny outside. But, uh, yeah, well, this this one's been... I've tried to get in the John Lewis advert for a few years, but it's just never going to k- kick off, I don't think. So. <laughs> That's how you make it, John Lewis advert. That's just it. keep persisting. That's it. Until you get it. I'm just convinced that email system doesn't work. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this is called Snow. Why can't we all be happy? 
Why can't we all lie in the snow? So you'll leave it all behind So stay away in peace of mind If time is good to you I feel like clapping, but the round of applause isn't loud enough to come. From let's, just let's do it anyway. A couple. Oh yes, you have to get it off beat if it's in the same. It just sounds exactly, like yeah. one person. <laughs> starting you. a chant, starting a chant. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was really good. Thank, Thank you. you. I Thank could see you what you mean. Much. Like the the whole like guitar style is very like Newfoundland and Benjamin and everyone, and it's amazing. Mm. It took me a long time. So you're saying like doing the singing and playing at the same yeah. time. I I would never done like a an open mic doing that because I was always just about the power chords and yeah. yeah but it just took me see that sort of the it's like a kind of a one two strum one two strum mm-hmm. mm. it's so hard to get your head around it I can't get a normal strum going let alone <laughs> that magic how long do you have to sit and repeat it until it's in your head well, is it like an enormous amount it is so like I remember sitting especially guys like John Martin as well like I, ah, I literally yeah. remember just sitting you know, like you'll hear a Johnny Cash song and it starts really slow and yeah. it builds mm-hmm. up, builds up, builds up. It's like that. You play it over and over <laughs> and over. And the thing is, I'm fortunate in my flat, I'm the only person that's been there probably about four years now, but my mm-hmm. neighbours have rotated. Uh. So they must, they must hear me just sitting there doing the same song. Especially we've got to move, we've got to move. Oh, see, especially recording, like if you'd have to do it over and over and over mm. again. Like, yeah. Oh my God. But no, it's... It's, it's something now that's ingrained in my head so yeah. now when I, I go and do that it's it's um, is it weird now if you just play like power chords and stuff is that well, I can do power chord stuff as well like you're now still versatile it's, it's, well do you know the good thing is I, I went the fact I went back to it I've kind of incorporated it so the new uh-huh, okay. it's a more sort of mature i.e. non-Nirvana sound we've got right, the okay. band now but the stuff that I've done now we've incorporated with so it sounds like quite Kusuki, but then uh-huh. when it kicks in, there's like some proper cool little power riffs and stuff as well. So it's mm-hmm. you don't forget it, but it's yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be able to do that. And again, same way that I'm talking about me going away and doing guitar stuff and mm-hmm. different styles of that. The drummer who I've played with, who is Stephen, who's in the, the band when he's now as well. He went away and did Kaylee drumming for the best part oh, two or three years. Yeah. Played all over Scotland, the UK. Mm-hmm. As a Kaylee drummer, and he's came back. Love and, a Kaylee. Oh, it's great. He, like part bar, <laughs> and he does a there's a part. Well, I don't know if he does it now, but. His partner uh, Willie, who used to play with him, uh-huh. he plays a part bar every week. So, wow! So he's got a chance to play all this stuff, and he came back and he sat in front of a full kit again. He's like, "Man, I can't remember the last time I did that." So it's like me. So I've got all these nice shiny uh, guitars and pedals, and mm-hmm. I get to dust them out and go and do that again. So that's good. So again, that, that, good, yeah. I, that sort of style of playing was just just from sitting in the arches one night doing a review for Strathclyde Fusion uh-huh. and the Strathclyde Telegraph, and it it just blew me away. I wanted to learn how to play that. So. Is that well what done. is that what you stick with now? Do you find is that yeah. like basically now just an obsession or yeah. love? Yes, <laughs> yeah, what well, is and it's a uh, apart from that, I'm not gonna take a guitar like on a holiday to America or Tennessee no. or whatnot. But if I go away, I go up to Oban a lot. That's like my wee sanctuary, home from home, mm-hmm. and it's so good for writing songs as well because it's like it's, it's, it sounds daft, but like sceneries or no, yeah. sounds, and you get wee ideas. It's nice to have a guitar here and it's something to be chilling, sitting down like in the, on a beach bit or sitting mm. in the balcony. Yeah. And just, chilling out as well so but I, it comes into my head I'm always thinking about acoustic style music Music now if I was to 
say what I p- enjoy performing the most is mm-hmm. acoustic music, but my okay. music taste is so varied. But when I'm yeah. when it comes and you get ideas, it's mm. always about that. So if, when you get a copy of the CD, you hear it. It's all like quite. I'm not big on playing piano, but mm. I've, I've got enough to kind of make it we nice sounds in it. Yeah, <laughs> pull but, it together so odd too. But it's, it's stuff that I, I like to think so. There's a lot of stuff there like Damien Rice as well. Mm-hmm. And, Kind of and then good one. Ben Howard, Ben Howard. Oh mm-hmm. So my, my, my girl. You're literally just listing off like all my favorite favorite <laughs> musicians. So it's like love that, that so style. You, go, you like it then? You yeah. Like it. So mm. it's it, it, and like Bon Iver stuff. It's mm-hmm. quite chilled, and then I've been able to get. I've, I've been fortunate. I've had some really talented friends as well mm-hmm. over the years, and some of the songs that you hear, the the drummer in particular, I got my friend Ross Glasgow. He's just. I'm not going to put Stephen down, Stephen, in my opinion, is the best drummer I've ever played with in my life. Mm-hmm. But my friend Ross, for about three or four months, he just used to jam me. And he came in and laid drum tracks down in one or two takes. And that was it. The sound that I got in the opening song of the album, when you hear any vanilla, because I play acoustic now, but the actual mm-hmm. full band sound, it's uh-huh. like, I couldn't believe how lucky I've been to play with all these guys. <laughs> mm. It was just pals of mine that we, we grew up kind of hanging about with. And it's yeah. nice to see that they're all doing well, making, despite whatever path we all take we all come back and we get a chance to sit and jam yeah and that's, that's good. been a combination of that too so i've had my friends input on the cd too mm-hmm. that's good brilliant it's nice i like when you can collaborate on things like that that you enjoy and that you have friends that can do the same and it ends up being i don't know a bit more of like a substantial project than just something that you decide to yeah. put together on your own and it could you know no one could listen to it everyone could listen to it but it's not you know outside of yourself it's not much but once you have other people involved it becomes like one more level of real almost yeah. <laughs> and it kind of pushes you to keep going with it as well sometimes i think yeah. if you've got more people in it you're like oh, well I yeah there's more pressure or like motivation to yeah. not look, look ridiculous yeah. when you can't follow through so i guess in a <laughs> like way <me>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um right so we've done that side of the interview right officially now we've got the fun interview oh, right man. so these questions um, quick, quick fire. Yeah, don't think about your answer too much. You know, just, a, just a, just a quick first impulse. Yep, kind it. of answer. I mean, we okay. didn't think about them when we were writing <laughs> them. So, <laughs> equal ground, equal <laughs> playing field. That's how we like to do it. Okay, this one I think you've already you've already answered. But what came first, guitar or singing? Guitar. Mm-hmm. What came first, chicken or the egg? Chicken. How do you like your bacon? Not too crispy, but not too. Undercooked. Mm. Okay, yeah, in That's the middle. That's good, I'd agree. Yeah. Coke or Iron Brew? Oh, diet. What is? What Can you say diet in any of these? Oh, I don't know, you've just dropped you in my... might be betraying the world I know. of, of soft iron, iron Brew. Give me an Iron okay. Brew. Okay, yeah. okay. New Iron Brew or old Iron Brew? Oh, old. Fantastic. See, Iron Brew to me, now this might be weird, it tastes like creaming soda. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so I don't know. There used to be in Australia. I used to get this cream soda, and I've only whenever I've had cream soda outside of Australia, it's like a very vanilla, heavy, yeah. sugary mm-hmm. thing. But cream soda in Australia tastes a lot more like Iron Brew. It's like uh, almost a little bit of a fruity tang, but mm, like okay. a creamy milkiness almost in there. That's quite nice. Mm. Uh, See, and it tastes totally like Iron Brew is funny. A lot of people that I've like I went to America and made them all try it, and. Some of them said it was like bubble gum and stuff. Yeah. I just don't understand where you all get it from. But I think it's if you're not raised on it. If you're not bottle fed. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you like, just don't get it. It's like, the best way I'd describe it is like a really sweet Lucasade. Mm. See, how look, because a lot of my mm. English friends say they yep. don't like it because like, they think it tastes medicine-y. Like Lucasade. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I can, I can, uh, I can believe yeah, that. Yeah, actually. It just tastes like gutters. Iron. <laughs> <laughs> Iron. <laughs> Right, sweet or savoury? Savoury. Oh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instant disappointment. No, that's it. Mary. You're going down in my list. <laughs> right, would you rather have ham for fingers or no elbows? Hands for fingers. <laughs> okay. I'd say that, it'd be funny. <laughs> What's your favourite colour? Red. Good colour. What's your favourite smell? Aftershave. Vague, but we'll take it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, actually, see fresh grass. Oh, yeah, I like oh, that. Yeah. That'll set Kim's hay fever off. Yeah. Are you suffering just now? <laughs> just slightly. Anyone here in a few sniffs? <laughs> if you hear a... <laughs> p- <laughs> such a great little little thing. Just think of it like a little bunny that's just like <laughs> doing a little sneeze in the corner sometimes. Yeah. And it makes it a little lot nicer. Okay, Craig, up or down? Up. 
And how many roads must a man walk down? If we could call a man. Yeah. I'm going to probably see about four. Ah, you're wrong. It's 52. It's 52? 52. 52. Lots of roads. Four roads is not a lot of roads. Depends. For your whole life. Depends on your whole, your whole How life long are the roads? Well, that's true. Are they like... Is it like Duke Street longs? No, I'm, I'm thinking Route 66. Mm. Oh, All okay. the way across. All the way across. That's but that's one... Some big roads. Is that technically one road? Yeah, it's one route. So then one person can walk all the way across and still not even be... A man. Like, halfway through the required walking. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, if I tried to walk that road, I wouldn't be a man. I'd be a dead man. <laughs> I'd try and snag me a coyote or something and ride <laughs> well, it across. I'd, yeah. I'd be roadkill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see a couple of... What's even... What is roadkill out there? I can't think of anything other than snakes and... Snakes? Rabbits? I don't know. <laughs> Just some roadkill, just like lined up. And Maybe and come to a hand coming out. A on possum <laughs> holding awesome. a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got um, any quick fire ones? Yes, I do. Uh, what was the last gift you gave someone? Valentine's Day would have been. It's not a rude one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, slightly after I asked it that question, <laughs> I was like, "This could chocolates, go." Chocolates and rose. That's the last one. Ah. Delicious chocolate. Yeah. And chuck out the doors. <laughs> uh, last thing you watched on TV? Uh, Better Call Saul. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The, new, the, the, new, the new The new season. season. Yeah. We'll try to get the speed in that. Mm, it's so good. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. It just, yep. It's just good. It's one of those shows that you have to sit down and really want to be watching you and have, have full attention. See, I don't like that. I think this is why I don't really watch much TV, right? I just... I think if something's too long or I know it's going to be too long, I just can't be bothered. If I'm sitting down to watch TV, it's something rubbish that I can just watch and laugh at, like you've been framed mm-hmm. or something like that. That's my kind of level of TV. Game of Thrones and Bear Call Saul and all this, no. Can't do it. Is it because you get distracted during no, the duration I'll of watch, just sitting? I'll watch watching? a film. I'll watch mm. like a hard film mm-hmm. because I know it's going to be like two hours max. Mm-hmm. It's the thought of having like an episode that's an hour and a half times six or times 12 and then another series and i'm just like when it, it's not gonna end <laughs> oh my whole life will be on the couch well if you go if you go for the <laughs> terrible serial you know 10 to 15 season shows not all of them are like that but Although, a lot of them actually i've just realized american office oh, loved yeah. it and that was so long mm. so maybe it isn't the length thing mm. maybe um, it's a well here's one american or uk what's the best american and I would UK. never normally say that. UK. I would never say that. But I felt the UK one was too slow. Really? But yeah. that's the whole oh, love, it. love of it. It just it just but slowly unfolds. It's so like natural. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I remember I studied acting, right? And there was this module on... I remember I studied <laughs> acting once. <laughs> <laughs> one time uh, when I studied acting. We were doing naturalism right mm. or, and i was like what is that i didn't really understand it so we went to the sits or something to see a play that was naturalistic and it was literally like i could have sat at my living room window and watched outside and it would have been exactly the same nothing happened mm. and that angered me if i'm paying 15 pound for a ticket <laughs> i want to see something yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean fair enough maybe i'm weird i don't know well i know i'm I weird we're all but... a bit weird in different ways um, so we're coming to the end of the show. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. There's some parts of our show we haven't done yet, Kim. Ah, oh, bonus parts. Woo-hoo. We have two oh. bonus parts. Okay. One. How many do you have, Very? It's well, up to you. I have two for each, but I'm just going to say... Okay, I'm going to do two on this day. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So on this day, 30th of April... In 1789, Mm -hmm. George Washington was inaugurated as the first ever president of the United States. Really? Yeah. Today. So good on this day. There must be a celebration going on somewhere for that. What do you think? Well, what's the 4th of July for? What's that? Independence. Independence. No, no. They beat the British, I'm sure. Ah, Mm. makes sense. Chucked us out. Yeah, I would celebrate that too. (laughs) To be honest. Any excuse for a holiday, really? Yeah. And then on this day in 1859, mm-hmm. Charles Dickens's A Tale of Two Cities was first published. Oh. But it wasn't published like we publish things nowadays in book form. It was published like bit by bit in a newspaper. Ooh. Ooh but this like was the series. first installment. Like and a, then the original 
series the original yeah. way of i wonder if i was a victorian series. woman if i could be bothered tuning into the herald every week to read charles dickens uh books well, what or else if I'd get would bored. you be doing in the lovely restricted times of dying of cholera probably well, you've just answered my next thing i was going to say because they would have no holidays but what if you went on holiday and you came back you missed a week and oh. you missed what happened in the world of dickens oh. what would you do never can't ever catch up on that one nope. that's gone forever that's gone yep he's not going to be around for long is he so <laughs> no You'll well, never know. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you did know it, then, I mean, well You'd done. Right, yeah. Should have put some money on that one. Yeah. Good uh, guy, I think, Charles Dickens. <laughs> I think he was a good guy. Uh, so, what is the fact of the day? Fact of the day. Fact of the day. Um, okay, so, I just went for a random Glasgow fact, mm-hmm. because I feel like we haven't done a Glasgow fact in a while. No. So, just because we had some weeks off and then it was an Australian fact. Mm-hmm. So, you know how John Logie Baird was a famous Scot- Scottish inventor who invented the television, mm-hmm. right? But did you know the first ever TV moving images were broadcast in Glasgow? In really? the Grand Central Hotel, which is now really? connected to Central Station. Hmm. So there you go. Fascinating. That's a good fact. There you go. Do you know what it was that was being shown? No. I thought I knew, but then I realised that was a telephone. <laughs> and he, the telephone was something like, are you receiving? And he goes, uh, yes. Yeah, something. <laughs> something like that. Absolutely. Fascinating. Yeah. But I don't know. To. Maybe it was John Logie Baird dancing about. It was just some guy like in like a chicken that. suit just like running around <laughs> in slow motion. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so before we go... I don't um, want to go, Kim. I don't want to go either, but it's unfortunately we do. I know. Yeah. yeah. That's because you were playing music and everything. <laughs> um, so before we go, your album launch mm-hmm. is in May 18th. when? 18th. Saturday, May 19th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where can we get tickets? You can get tickets from Ticket Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get them online or you can get them under, if you're a Glasgow base, you can get them under the Central Station Bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a website where I'm selling them. It's craigwhitemusic.bigcartel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Also, in the night, we do have a pain the door sort of guest list system as well. So, okay. everyone and anyone is welcome. It's over 18s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, not everyone's welcome, are they? Well, yeah. anyone who's legally <laughs> able to come is welcome. <laughs> but on the night, we've got um, some fantastic acts. We've got uh, Rob Duncan, who's going to kick off the night. Okay. There's another girl, she's a bit kind of like a, almost like an Evanescence, Amy Lee type singer, mm. Claire Smith, she's really cool. And then the sort of main support act, I told you, is a band called yep. Olivia, really, really good, mm-hmm. check them out, you get a chance. And then myself, and it's uh, we've got the night as well, so the, the show's on until about 11 o'clock, but if you want to hang around, don't have to buy in if you don't want, just come and just chill, have a few drinks, we've got the place at 1 o'clock curfew, so that's the old, the old hairdressers in Renfield Lane, just mm-hmm. not far from said Grand Central Hotel. Yes, so yeah. It yes. all tied in quite nicely. So it all ties just in. Down, just down it was there. all planned. And it's all yep. planned. We'll, uh, we'll be sure to um, share some of the links yeah, on definitely. social media. We'll do that. And so it, it's a mere six a pound on the door. That's so six cheap. Pounds. That's brilliant. That's so fair. Exactly. That is fair. Compared to the prices of most of the bigger music venues nowadays here. Yeah. Which is like 70 it's ridiculous. I was reading that the Hydro is actually the second busiest venue in the world. After what? Port. Yes, it's only, you'll, you'll find it's a belter too. It's only second after Madison Square Garden. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. I knew it was up there wow. in Madison Square Garden, but I didn't realise it had beaten it. But I that makes sense. It. No, so I do. It's Madison Square Garden, the Hydro, but you think of all the other places in the world. Like the, old, the O2 Academy in London? Mm-hmm. It's... Move over London, yeah, Glasgow's in town. <laughs> I've got more facts about that, but I'm going to save them for another day. <laughs> yep. Because I'm fact crazy. You need to save them up. I do. For when we need another fact of the Maybe day. next week I'll do a fact Release. about the hydro. Yeah. I'd like to know Although that. we've already had one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Spoil all the fun. <laughs> already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's time for us to go. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks. Again, thanks for joining us, Craig. Thank yes. you so much. It's been a and pleasure. Claps for Craig. Thank you very much. Thank you. Try and get off beat again. <laughs> no, didn't work. I'm, I'm all going to clap. It'll be sad <laughs> to clap myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
So thanks very much for coming um, along. And next week will be a normal show. Mm-hmm. No special guests, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. But more special fun yeah. with us. Yeah. <laughs> and we do have lots more interviews lined up for our the next series of radio. Yeah. Series. Series. This, this season. Season on Young uh, Folk. Young Folk Radio. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. We have to go. We will play you out with a song. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye now.